and say your name? My name is Sammy, and I'm six years old. And why is Jesus better than anything else? Because he's so smart. Being a kid isn't easy. You know you're supposed to be good, and sometimes you feel like you're doing a great job. But then the next minute, you do something wrong again. That's why we need Jesus, and to remember the good news of the gospel every day. Not just the part about when Jesus came to earth, but God's rescue plan from before he even created the world, and the hope of living with him forever, so that we can see through every story in the Bible why Jesus is better than anything else, and why he wants you to join him. Boys and girls, I'm so glad to be back with you again on the Jesus is Better podcast after you enjoyed some episodes through 2 Samuel with Mr. Thomas. In case you forgot, I'm Alicia Yoder. And I'm Finn the Fish. Finn, I thought you were going to just listen to me record this episode for our friends who are listening today. I know, but then I started to think about the the little boys and girls sitting in their cars listening, and the ones who are sitting on their couches, and the ones who are laying in bed listening, and I just wanted to meet them so bad. Well, I guess I can understand that, but now you'd better tell them a little about how you got here, because otherwise the boys and girls might think I'm your mom or something. My mom, that's so silly. A fish can't have a person for a mom. My mom is a yellow tang fish, and so is my dad. And so are my two little sisters, Broken River. But when I come to visit you, I get to come all by myself on the aquarium bus, and... You better tell them what that is. They don't know what an aquarium bus is. Well, boys and girls, you know how some of you ride the... Bus to school each day. There's a bus that parks on the beach. Once a week near a coral reef. And my mom swims up to the shore. Me and my friends. And we jump into Mr. Anderson. And the, the bus driver's net. And he scoops us out of the water. And he plucks us in some saltwater tanks. Then he carries onto the bus. It, it's a little scary when we come out of, out of the water. Because we have to hold our breath. Totally can get us into the tanks. But I'm super brave. Much braver than my sisters, who are too little to come yet. Then the bus driver jo- uh, drops each of us off at our own special house, where I get to learn about humans. At the end of the day, you'll carry me to the end of your lane. And the aquarium bus takes me back to the ocean, where, wa- where my mom is waiting. To swim with me back to my core, pa- back to our coral reef home, for for an allergy dinner. There, now they know that you're definitely not my mom. But does that mean you're like my teacher or something? <laughs> no, Finn, I'm not your teacher either. You already have Mrs. Flit at your school, and Miss Bubble is your Sunday school teacher. Then what are you, president of the humans? No, I'm definitely not that. Sometimes on the dry ground, we like to call someone who's a friend and help someone younger than them a mentor. Oh, that reminds me. Hi, Harold. Hi, Mom. Hi, Dad. Hi, Hi, Brooke. Hi, River. 
What was that all about? Harold is my best friend. He's a jellyfish. And when he yeah, listens to this episode and hears his name... Wait a second. Are you saying you and your friend listen to the Jesus is Better podcast in the ocean? My mom and sisters listen. Well, we're swimming to, to collect algae for dinner. On an underwater phone? No, they're called wave phones. Oh, I guess you have, have phones I don't have to say underwater. Mom says if I ever take her phone into the air, it could ruin it forever. Anyway, I like what you're doing and all. Uh, telling Bible stories and helping us to see why Jesus is better than any one of those other guys. Like Moses and Joshua and David. But Harold and I are just getting better at reading. And when I try to read the Bible that, uh, that Mom and Dad gave me for Christmas last year, it can be pre- pretty confusing and weird. And it's way too long to finish reading before bed. Well, Finn, I'm glad you mentioned that, because I'm actually doing a few episodes for our boys and girls and fish listening so that reading the Bible won't seem so weird or scary to them. You see, the Bible is a collection of 66 books written by different authors at different places and different times, but it's also one book because it tells one big story that God wanted everyone to know. Even though God doesn't have a beginning, the story starts in Genesis 1, when God created the universe and our little earth inside of it. He made everything good and put the first two people he created into a beautiful garden to live and enjoy being with him. He told them that they could eat the fruit from any tree in that garden except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Well, one day, Satan looked like a snake and convinced Adam and Eve that they would be like God if they ate the fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and they believed him. When God came looking for Adam and Eve, they were hiding. He didn't want them to live forever in their sin, so he sent them away from the Garden of Eden. Because of their sin, they couldn't enjoy being with God as they had before, and they had no way to fix their broken relationship with God. Even though life became much harder and they had to leave the garden, God never forgot about them. And the rest of the books in the Bible tell the story of how God rescued his beloved humans from the punishment for their sins and got them back through sending his son Jesus to die in our place and come back to life so that we could live life forever with him. And the last book of the Bible, Revelation, is a letter to some churches and to us, telling us that Jesus is coming back to punish all the evil and join everyone who believes in him into one big family to live on a new and perfect earth forever. That is so exciting. But why don't we just read about God creating us, Jesus dying for us, and Jesus coming back? It seems like the Bible could be a lot shorter. Even though we always have to remember that the Bible is one big story, there are lots of little stories that help us get to know who God is and the way that life works best. With the Holy Spirit's help, 
we can understand what the original writers were saying to the people who read their books. Which are first written on scrolls. And how God wants that message to get into our hearts today. But what about the really weird things in the Bible? About killing animals. And all those people that have more than one wife. Isn't the Bible supposed to make me feel good? How am I going to feel good when I'm just confused? That's a great question, Finn. It is true that God is completely loving and completely good and loves us more than we could ever imagine. But God didn't give up give us his word just to make us feel better. Actually, he wants us to understand how big and perfect he is and how lost we are without his rescuing power. If we read the Bible just to find verses that make us feel good, we won't be able to understand all God wants to show us about himself. If the Bible's words are God, God's words, then why can't I just close my eyes and stick a fin on the random verse for the day? Well, you might discover some cool stuff, but then you might also miss some other verses that help explain God's big story. It's pretty easy to get confused about what the Bible is really saying that way. So, if I read the Bible from start to finish, which will probably take a really, really long time, then I'll be able to always know what to do, right? Like, which sea college to, to go to, and which part of the coral reef to live in? <laughs> it's true, Finn, that God helps us to understand how life works best as we read His Word, and that when we aren't sure what to do, we can always ask for Him to give us wisdom. But because God is such a great father, he wants us to learn how to make all our decisions, not just choosing the right person to marry. Hmm, maybe it would be easier if you or my mom and dad just told me what to do when I'm not sure. I'm glad to talk with you about your problems, Finn, and I'm sure your mom and dad are too. That's why God puts people in our lives who have gotten to know Jesus for many years and when you ask your parents about what to do, it's also a way to show honor and respect to them. But God also wants you to learn how to make decisions even when there's nobody to ask. He wants to help you know what is good and pure and lovely instead of just trusting a Bible teacher or pastor to tell you. Maybe I'll just stick to reading my Bible story books because they have lots and lots and lots of pictures to look at, and not quite as many confusing words. Bible storybooks are a great place to start. One of my favorites is the Jesus Storybook Bible. But if you only read those, you'll miss some little stories that are also a part of God's big story. The good news is that there isn't some big test at the end, because God wants to do this life with us every day, Each new morning or evening is a chance to get to know him through his word a little bit more. In fact, we'll get to spend all of eternity discovering new things about this great God we get to follow. And we will still keep learning after Jesus comes back? I thought I would be finished studying by then. (laughs) We're going to know a lot more than we do now. But we won't automatically know everything that God does. In fact, we never will, 
but we will get to be free from all our nasty sin and selfishness and get to know our Father God, our friend Jesus, and His Holy Spirit more and more. May we just pick the Bible stories I like then. And God can explain all the other confusing ones to me when I see them. Let's see, David and Goliath, Samson the strong man, Joshua and the wall of Jericho, Jesus, Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. That should about do it. But Finn, God has showed me so much about himself when I've read the poetry and the Psalms and Paul's letters to the churches and even Isaiah the prophet's messages. It would be like telling your friend Harold that you only want to talk to him on Tuesdays and that he can only tell you about times when he did something impressive, not when he felt sad or scared. But I would never do that to Harold. He can tell me anything he wants to. Sometimes we feel sad together or silly together. Or, or angry when we see Crook the Toadfish being mean to send the seahorse. Just because he swims slower than the rest of us. That's right, Finn. God wants to help us to understand that he wants to be a part of every minute of our lives. That doesn't mean we'll always be talking to him in prayer or listening for the truth he wants to put into our thoughts. But it does mean that we can believe that he's with us while we're brushing our teeth, eating lunch, watching a show, and playing a game with our little sister. And he really wants to be with us and all that. Even when we're going to the bathroom? Uh, yeah. Remember that he was the one who made every gill and scale and thought of you even before you were a tiny egg. Wow, I can't wait to tell Herod about this. Maybe the, the boys and girls listening can tell their friends too. Are you going to, guys? Hee <laughs> hee. This is fun, Miss Alicia. Can I help you with your next episode, too? I would love it, Finn. But we have to get you back on the aquarium bus for now. We'll talk to you again next week, boys and girls. And for all you parents who are listening, I recently updated my resource page on aliciayoder.com. Some resources are free, some are for purchase, but all are resources I've enjoyed for myself, with other believers, and with my children. So if you haven't checked out the resource page in a while, you'll be able to discover some new treasures and get ideas for birthdays, weddings, baby showers. And as always, if you leave a rating on iTunes or share this podcast with someone you know, we can keep getting the word out. Until next time!